You're listening to the Why I Love Disney podcast. In this episode, we rewatch and discuss the movie Avatar. Let's jump in on the discussion right now. It was you don't remember how it was packaged and sold also. I don't really. I I do. It, you had to see it because of the new technology and it was a 3D movie. You were supposed to see it in 3D. It's just 11 years ago. I know. And I did. I thought it was 20 years ago. This groundbreaking technology um, that supposedly, you know, changed everything. Yeah. Cameron calls it digital makeup. He lets Lord Peter Jackson and Steven Spielberg have a run at it. You kind of test it out a little bit before he does. And to be perfectly honest, when you compare that movie, the visuals, to Lord of the Rings... Lord of the Rings to me is way more realistic. Mm-hmm. Like it's way more beautiful. This looks more like you're in a first person video game. Right. Um, it sort of just feels cartoony and it feels more like Star Wars Episode One, mm-hmm. which all has the same problems that feels fake to me. Um, so as it's, it was billed and sold as one of the highest budgeted movies of all time. And you had to see it in, in an IMAX. And it was made for 3D. It actually was, you're supposed to see this movie in 3D. I saw it opening weekend at an IMAX theater in Cincinnati in 3D. And it was pretty. It was a pretty movie at the time. But the blue people, like, I didn't feel like, it was just weird. It, it just didn't, it felt, it, it was supposed to blend the real and the, the, and the, the computer together and it did in such a way, but it felt like you're in a computer game. You're playing a computer game on a PC. And I think that's what always threw me, threw me a little bit about the word avatar is that felt very computer game. Yeah. And I, but you know, and it's the idea of an avatar that the avatar is they're They're creating a fake identity, right? Which is what an avatar. So yeah, it is it kind of all blends. Yeah. Um, and then, then just the, for, I don't know. Dude, it was just, I think it was a really successful marketing campaign. Yeah. Like they did it. They did exactly what they needed to do. And they did it really well because at that time also TVs were super popular. Like I think 1080p like mm-hmm. was like super hot right then that you had, uh, I don't know if LEDs, LED TVs were probably still new, but really expensive. So like this home entertainment stuff and like graphics and it was all super popular. So they, that was the angle they took. Um, and I think it worked really, really well. That movie was also, while maybe unimpressive, like especially today, um, I think was still probably one of the best graphically at the time. And I don't know about the technology that they, they used to create those graphics, but I think that was maybe new and had pioneered. You know, they had done something slightly different. So the type of visuals they were implementing, the tech and stuff, I think was probably at the forefront it was happening at the time. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it was pretty and impressive, you know, like it was nice. Um, in hindsight, we know that it's probably lacking. It didn't hold up. That's the thing. We just rewatched. This is what the point of this rewatching is. It feels dated to me. Hmm. It, it like looking at it, it looks like mid two thousands. It's its own thing. It's not like that sort of animation and technology you see it everywhere now. Yeah, that didn't, it had it its, didn't really take off. It that didn't genre take off. Or whatever it's kind of, honestly, it's okay. it's very it's a, par- a really good parallel is to 3D movies in general. Because you remember, this is going to be the movie. Now you're going to only want to see 3D movies. And let's be honest. 
If you have a choice between seeing a movie in 3D or regular, what are you choosing? I'm doing 2D because 3D gives me a headache. <laughs> it's not great, is it? It's, no, it's not. It's gimmicky. Never it's good. more expensive. It just never took off. It never and I feels feel like, like it's quite in focus. Like yes. I always feel like you're straining. I always pull my glasses down. I'm like, oh yeah, I see worse now. Yep. Like, but it never, yeah, it never feels quite in focus. So. Avatar is the Betamax of Betamax. new movies. <laughs> or you want to go, it's the Blu-ray, right? Another dot dead technology. It's the HD DVD, right? It, it was great at the moment. It's the best way to see a movie for like five minutes. And then it just passed. And I think that's honestly, to me, that's the legacy of Avatar. And if it was a great movie, like if it was an incredible story with incredible acting, and there are moments, mm -hmm. I think Sigourney Weaver is really good. I think um, Michelle Rodriguez is fantastic. She's great in everything. I also think um, the 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 girl, Zoe, what's her last name? Salas, um, the one who played the the girl. Not, yes. Yeah. She's fantastic. Yeah, she, I think she does a great job. But... Um, but the uh, um, Jake, Jake Sully, uh, he just feels like a blank, just a blank to me. Mm. Um, the military guys don't feel; they feel kind of real. There's no depth to them. They just feel like they're off a comic out of a comic book. That, that's true. Um, it's all kind of they're saying a lot of cliches. Um, that if you were writing a movie, a, a anti-war or a war, any sort of war movie, these are the characters, the, the stereotypical characters you would have. I don't feel nuanced to me. It doesn't feel deep. Um, and, and a matter of fact, I remember at the time I had a friend who saw the movie and his thing was the entire story is just the exact same thing as Fern Gully. The, the cartoon and it, it, it just, it, if it was great, like I said, if it was great, that would be one thing you could, you could excuse some of the technical things, but it just isn't. It's it, to me, so it's Jake was flat to you. Jake's yeah, Jake was, was flat. a super flat character. Even though he's to like, me. he's a uh, paraplegic. Yeah. And, and then he crosses over, like he, he leaves, you know, his upbringing to, I, I think there's an attempt on paper to make his character interesting. I just find his acting and his, his dialogue just wanting it doesn't, I never feel like, um, he just doesn't feel like a, a, an interesting character to me. And he should, he should, you're right. All of those things make him, um, he should feel way more uh, in depth and interesting. And he just, I don't think, honestly, I think it's probably more to do with the script than it mm -hmm. is him uh, as an actor. I just, it just doesn't, um, dazzle me at all. And that's one of the things. How many times have you watched it now? Twice. This is your second time. This I week. saw it. Opening weekend at the IMAX theater in Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay. And I saw it a week ago with my kids. Okay. And it was the first, and to be perfectly honest, I hadn't seen it again because I was very underwhelmed. I liked it better the second time at, on my own TV, not in a 3D theater. I, 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 my kids enjoyed it. And so I actually saw, I actually had a much stronger negative opinion of Avatar before I saw it a second time. Right. Um, but I, I think I'm also holding it to a standard for a long time. It was the highest grossing movie of all time. Right. And in my mind, that makes me that I don't like that. It does not deserve <laughs> to be the highest grossing movie of all time. It just doesn't. It's not I don't know that about good. Deserve. But I, I do think there's maybe a few reasons why it did become that. And Dave and I were talking about this earlier too. a couple. Of, I'll come back to that. I want to. So. You, one of your complaints you were saying is that the the movie, its characters, uh, plot, everything is a bit trite. Everything is like predictable. It's unoriginal. Yes. It felt very. But actually, I think that's maybe one of the things that makes it a valuable 
movie, right? Because it's the story um, about the contact between cultures and tribes. And this is kind of like important in almost an oral tradition that we tell stories about these types of interactions because of the types of conversations and stuff that need to be had around it. So for you, you've probably seen a lot of movies, read books, history class, all that stuff where this stuff you've been exposed to over and over and over again in your life. But your kids, this might be the first time they've seen a movie that represents these kind of cultural clashes. And it's a message that needs to be probably, um, and I'm not saying I agree with even some of the messages in terms of the movie, sure. but I am saying a value of this movie is that it surrounds topics that should be talked about. Yeah. Especially as it relates to kind of some of the things that are happening today, especially with Floyd and, and some of these other things. Um, there's, there's a lot of important conversations that this movie touches on that I sure. think can be talked about. So. There's, and, it, and that's another thing. I feel like it was um, a, a social um, commentary as much as it was a movie. And and that's the other critique. I love movies with social commentary. There are just much better representations of it than this. And because I think that was, so I get what you're saying. And I agree. And actually hearing you say that, you know, thinking about my kids watching it actually said, yeah, you know what? This is a, a nice, easy entry into the, the con the historical conflicts of, of humanity. Like this has been going on since the, since we can remember in some form or fashion, um, the disregard, the superiority of, of some people over others, the, exploitation of, of the environment and resources and not thinking through the consequences of what you're doing. All those are important questions. But when you start looking at the movies that I, I still don't think this movie holds up as that. No one talks about Avatar and goes straight to, man, it really made me think about, no one's saying, <laughs> no one says that. And, and maybe they should, and, and I don't That's think, true. even if it's trying to do that, I don't think it does that very well either. Even though I see what your point and, and actually I agree, like I do think, on a, on an elementary level, I see the, and actually and I say that too. Like I enjoyed it the second time. I, I didn't hate it. You know, I should say I enjoyed it. Enjoy and not hate. Those are, I would, I would say it, it, it kept my attention mm-hmm. the whole time. And, and I got into the story a little bit more. Um, so yeah, you know, yeah. I, I see the value in it. I get, I think the reason I push back is because it's the highest grossing movie of all <laughs> so, time. Okay. So I wanted to touch base, but I think yeah. we were talking about David and I earlier and my guess, there, there was certain things happening at the time that I think kind of propelled it. This was James Cameron's first movie back after, after Titanic, Titanic yeah. right? And that was such a huge thing. It's true. And it had been like 12 years between those two movies coming out. It was highly anticipated. You know what I mean? And James, it's just a yeah. smash hit. So we're going to see what he does next. He's good at hyping. Yeah. Right. And and that's what we just said. A successful branding campaign that mm-hmm. said these graphics are better than anything you've ever seen at a time when home entertainment and stuff was like really, people were really excited yeah. about their TV and that kind of In stuff. In fact, he actually said this, the production on this movie was supposed to start as soon as Titanic was finished. Mm. And he didn't famously said the technology doesn't exist yet. Yes. Yes. For me to proceed with this movie. To realize this vision. Just, that's, that's total marketing right there <laughs> because you could have made a movie that looked even better. Matter of fact, I would argue that, um, star return of the Jedi is more visual, visually pleasing than this movie. So, I mean, you could do it with puppets, James Cameron. <laughs> we don't need, we don't need this like, 
And again, George Lucas, same critique I have with George Lucas's prequels. They don't, you're just trying to do all this cool stuff with computers. And in the end, we all just sort of look at it and sort of shrug and like, this feels cheap. You know, this doesn't feel real. Um, so yeah, I'm sorry. I cut. No, no, no. I, 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 it's a market. It's a great marketing tool for I, sure. I think they knocked that out. They of the got park. me there. They got, yeah. I paid $20 for a ticket to see it. In and, and you want to go 3D. see what everybody's talking about, yeah, that's right? That's true. It's a cultural so the, event. The, uh, and, and that's the big part of it. I, and then, um, well, you guys have answered my question already because you know, we, the first time I saw it was when it came out and we, I didn't hate it, but I was scratching my head. Like why everybody loved it so much. We, my wife didn't really enjoy it. I th- the, the there was so much that was heavy and depressing about yeah. it that I walked out. I didn't feel uplifted. I just kind of felt, uh, and so the, that was my first impression. Was it, I didn't hate it. I just didn't get it. And then, then when, uh, we were going to, uh, to Florida when the new avatar Pandora land was opening at Disney world. So we watched it the second time. And then again, we were like, I, why, what, why are they building this land at animal kingdom? What is the draw to this? Because we still did get, but I did like it better. I just, I went back to the end going, there's something where it falls apart at the end. I watched it a third time this week. uh, And there was a point I told Ramin earlier, there was a point probably about two hours in that I was going, I like this. I really like this. And then by the end, I, the same, some of the same feelings came back. There was like something breaks down for me towards the end that makes me go, uh, it's, it's okay. But it's, it's, the, it's something in the last portion to me that I, I buy in. Cause I keep going, why they want me to, they want me to like these characters. They want me to want to come to this place. They've built this whole land in Florida now because they want us to think this is a, 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 utopia where you want to come to this place but the movie's fighting me the whole time i'm going i don't want to go there i don't i don't know that i want to know these people yeah does that make any sense yeah, yeah. totally 100 yeah. percent. um that was especially the first time everything you just said i don't know a person who doesn't agree with you completely like yeah. everybody i know is like avatar and i don't get it i don't get it i don't know anybody who loves the movie do you know anybody who loves the movie no, not loves. I've, seen, like, a, I've seen a lot of people that vlog Disney World that love the land and even one of their favorite lands in the whole thing. And they'll say it doesn't have anything to do with the movie. Yeah. The land's just so beautiful. Sure. Like the movie. I've heard that, but it's yeah. despite the movie, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's not Harry Potter World. It's yeah. not uh, Star Wars Land. It, right. I, who wants to be immersed in... What's the what's the name of it? I don't even know what's the Pandora. name of this thing. Pandora. <laughs> yeah. And it's called Pandora. It's a jewelry store. You know what I mean? <laughs> now, see, like, now was the other thing. I thought of why is it Pandora's called Pandora? Because yeah. I think of Pandora's box, which right. is you open it, calamity and destruction yeah. comes out. So why did they I wonder why they named Do you know anybody who that? says my favorite movie is Avatar? No, I do not. I've never met that person. Now I'm sure you, there's somebody yeah. out there because I've not seen a, a Disney movie yet that if you do a poll, somebody votes for almost everything. Do you think, do you, I know so, they have the land now, but do people think of Avatar as a Disney movie? Well, that was one thing as I watched it this, this third time, I really tried to go, does this fit? Uh, we didn't, uh, okay, two, 2009 it came out. 
I actually thought it was much earlier than that. I was surprised that it was only 11 years ago. I thought it was the, and, and I think it's the human characters and the acting and the sets, something about the real world makes it seem a little bit older to me. I thought it was more like 2005, 2000, yeah. 2000 to 2005. And they started production like 2005, 2006. So maybe that's some of the reason why it looks a little bit older, but the, um, when my kids, when it came out, they were six, seven, and nine. We didn't take them. I mean, like yeah. I knew it was way too intense for my girls. My son was six. Sure. There was way too much death. I mean, like really, you know, very few characters that you like make it. Mm -hmm. There's only like three characters that, you know, that make it through this, this, this to the end. So that's, that's a pretty heavy, uh, ending for kids so we didn't we didn't see it so i'm trying to figure out like where does this fit and it doesn't have it doesn't have the you know a marvel movies can have a lot of intensity but then there's this family warmth at the same time yeah i can't figure it out it does it does somehow fit in with this theme park universe but this is such a such a much darker film that it's like if if you only had the harry potter number seven movie yeah would you build a land on the at a theme park based on that? No, it's because we had seven years of we had the kids' years and the the light hearted Harry Potter years that kind of makes that all a place you want to go. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I remember that uh, what I was going to say about another reason maybe it was big was because I think at the time too. I, I want to come back to some of the themes that you're talking about here again. Uh, was that I think people wanted to unseat Titanic as the number one top grossing movie. <laughs> That's true. I kind of have that, that thought true. in my head, right? Yeah. They, everybody was looking for the next movie that was going to unseat this as the top grossing movie. No, but I never really felt like Titanic was deserving either. Right? And 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 this yeah. movie had the hype and, and clout maybe to be able to do true. that. And so I think people wanted that for this movie and that was part of it part of the driving that's just a guess am i no you're right. you, you that's I, I think you're probably right you know and and honestly because it was 3d and imax their ticket prices were like dumb like it's true it's more expensive it, to go to 3D it would movie. probably I, maybe fewer people saw it than titanic but it made more money mm -hmm. i don't know if that's true i haven't done the research well, but i could see that because titanic definitely i would think had people uh people that love love stories that there were women that went back to see that movie yeah, people that love love stories and romantic movies went to see it more than once. I That's could, true. That was the first time I remember people seeing a movie like ten plus yeah. times. Titanic. I was like, "What? Yes. You guys are crazy!" I can't That's imagine how many thing. people yeah. went to see Avatar multiple times. No, I, don't, I, I don't. I don't know. know I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know people that saw it that many times. It's it's even become an internet meme. Like the whole announcements of the sequels there's gonna be sequels of this a two avatar two and avatar three or so you know we're and the internet meme that i see often is nobody nobody asked hey we're having a sequel <laughs> and everybody's like oh and nobody's excited i mean why why do we need a sequel of a movie nobody's was excited about to begin with it was the top grossing film for, for a long time i do That's think exactly i do think i would enjoy the movie better if it's just about the 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 Pandora characters. I think that would be a much more interesting movie to me than the whole conflict between. I mean, we've yeah. seen that now. I hope that's not this. I hope it's not. Here comes another group of people trying to take over. Yeah, if the I story arc is more relevant, <laughs> I think. I think there's an opportunity to yeah. to make another Avatar movie um, 
that's probably actually even better. I think that, I think there's potential for that. And because it was such a, you know, box office hit, um, I think it makes sense from a business standpoint to do another movie. I think, I think sure. people will go see uh, it. I understand from a bit. You're, you're probably I think right. You'd still go I would see just, it. Probably, I would right? like, I don't know. I would know, like, I'll look at the reviews first. That's not like a must see the, to me uh, at all. Okay. I would see it. I think I would probably have to, I'd probably have I would to like another it. chance. I watched the, the, um, a little bit of the making of behind the, behind the scenes thing. And they talked about they how much work they put into these characters and to this land so that you wanted to go there. You want that you would say, I want to be a part of these people. And I and I don't think we I don't think you get that from the movie. I think something blocks that. Yeah. And and I think that I I felt a little bit of that more this third time I watched it. So I would like some of the distractions of the of the of the of the previous movie to be gone so that I could just focus on this land, these characters, what they're like. And what their world's like. What is their yeah. what is their what is their life like when someone's not intruding and trying to tear it apart? Yeah, that would I, be a better story to me. I, I agree, and I think the visuals go along with the darkness of the movie. I think the visuals are weird. Like I love. Okay, let's separate this. The landscapes are beautiful. I do think the mountain scenes where they're, they're suspended mountains, like with that you see underneath and, the, the, and they're the in the air, the waterfalls, the waterfalls those are super, infinity. there's some super cool landscapes, beautiful landscapes. It still looks like a PC game to me, but I'll give it that. The characters though, the blue people, the Navi, and even the, the animals that exist within there, none of those feel realistic at all to me. They all just feel like, that means when they die, you're not as emotionally, it's sad and you feel, you know, these characters you spend time with, but the, it feels like it's a video game. They're not real. They're not really dead. They're not really real. You, there's no sense of like, oh my goodness, that just happened. You know, um, I remember too, there was a moment where well, there were like little wolf characters or the, the, you know, where he gets caught and they're right. about to, the, the, those are like, feel like something out of like a Resident Evil game. Like <laughs> say, you fought these things on video games. I, it just doesn't seem, it, I, I, you contrast it with movies that have done a great job with this. I, Lord of the Rings is where you go. Right. Like there's all these otherworldly creatures and it just feels so real. Right. You're right there. The, it, the, you, they're, they're filming in New Zealand. Like even though there's a lot of computer, it really never, you never feel, oh, that's a computer I'm looking at. At. That's animation. It all feels so real and grabs you in. And I think contrasting the two is where I think Avatar falls short. Um, I wish those blue, the Navi looked and felt more real. Um, and they just never quite did to me. Yeah. You know? so you're saying James Cameron was initially right about the tech not being there, but he was wrong because it still wasn't there. It's still not there. <laughs> but I, not honestly, there. they're kind of off the, the, I don't know how they fix. I think it's a style they wanted to go for. And I just don't think it worked. I, I mean, I'm trying to think of a modern, what's a new example of like, uh, of some, what's a, a recent movie with. We, I would love to see the same live action they used in the new reboot of Lion King and a movie like that. Hmm. Because you know what I'm saying? Like if you could get that kind of realism, yeah. um, maybe that would bring it home. Maybe so. You. I don't know. I, I think to me that, that, that's a great, that's a good point. Um, I definitely, when I watched it, uh, never imagined the, the process that they were going through. And so when I watched it behind the scenes and realized that all of these scenes were actually acted out, I, I, w I wasn't sure what was just CGI animation, but all of it was that where they're acting and the, I guess the overlay of the computer on top of the actor yeah. that, that how the actors really had to learn to walk like that. And they had to learn to move like that. 
the choreography that they went through was that was pretty impressive. That and you realize that they're those that's not an animated character. Yeah. That's our human being doing all these movements and and then it's computerized process of how they make it look. But but I, I was really that surprised me. I mean you see the you see the work behind it. I was a little bit more impressed. Um but then the I it still comes down to the actual visual, which, yeah. I, which I hear what you're saying. You know, it, it didn't bother me. It just always kind of felt like they were in a cartoon world. It just more than an alien world. That's what my first impressions was. It's a it's a it's a make believe world. I I never really just right. I think I, I, maybe I'm I'm got a bad attitude about this, but um. All the things you just said that you watch the behind the scenes, you see how difficult it was to pull this off. And, and then all of these things, ha it's sort of like, okay, you spent all this extra money. You did all these things no one had ever done. It was three times as hard as you, and it's not as good. Yeah. You know, like it, other people have done it better. Like, honestly, like you go back to um, puppeteers and just things that, and you're kind of like, you did all that work and. You didn't have to. Well, all the Lord of the Rings movies, that's 2001, 2002, yeah. 2003. I mean, that's 10 years almost earlier. I think it, on it and I'll give, him a, I'll give him a break. Like, I think he was trying to hit this style and this is what he wanted it to feel and look like. And he just kind of whiffed on, this is not where we're heading. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think he accomplished his vision, but that's not the, wasn't the future. It wasn't the future of cinema. It wasn't the future of animation. It was its own thing that had its moment and then it was gone. And the same with the prequels, like the Star Wars prequels. I think this is not going to revolutionize film and animation. This is going to be a thing that happened and we're going to move on from it because it's the same conversation with the 3D technology and all the things they've tried to do to immerse us in the movies more. We still just want to see a good story. Mm -hmm. We want it to look, be visually pleasing and we want to have a great experience with great characters. Matter of fact, even... Um, the new Star Wars movies, the 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 JJ, the they all visually were stunning, and all felt real. Still, yeah, you know, they still felt super real. Like I, you believe that that somewhere in the universe these places exist. Mm -hmm. um, that's what Avatar just missed to me. Um, and it, it, you know, I think he tried hard. And and again, well, sequels, we'll see, we'll see what happens. But I kind of, you know, I, I do have an admittedly bad attitude towards Avatar. So I'm not super, super, it's probably not super fair, but I, I think honestly, a lot of listeners will resonate with this because it, I'd, I'd love someone to write in and say, no, you're wrong. I loved Avatar. And let me tell you all the reasons why I've not found that person yet. Right. I just haven't found them. Um, I've had varying degrees, just like you guys in here, um, varying degrees of, eh, you know, it was entertaining. I get it. You know, all the, but nobody has been like, you're wrong. This is great. And let me tell you why I haven't found the defenders yet. Well, one good thing is that on, on the park size is it has created a great, uh, a great couple of attractions yeah. at the park that very highly rated, especially, um, the, um, the ride where you ride on the Banshee. I mean, that is a great ride and a, a huge favorite. And, uh, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, critically and, 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 um, you know, fan reviews put it somewhere about, about an eight out of 10. Looks like, yeah, about everywhere. I am yeah, on Rotten Tomatoes. 7.8. Rotten Tomatoes is 82%. And that, which was the critics and the, and the audience gave it the, the same thing. You don't see that very often. 
exact same score. You know, what's interesting, I was reading a review that was made several years after the, the guy had seen it for the first time. Um, let's see if I can pull it up here. Several years after He didn't the see it when it first came out. Several years after the release, and he wrote a review on it after. Mm-hmm. And he said a lot of the things we're saying. Mm. He, he really, he, he said he, he didn't feel like the story was compelling. He wasn't sure. He didn't get it. Like what the cultural, he, he, all of the, the questions we're bringing up, it was really interesting to see. I'm trying to find who it was to give, find, to credit him. Well, Ramin and I, our earlier conversation, when we talked a lot about the, we were just, we were talking about the themes and the overall, what are they, what are they wanting you to feel? There were so many things. I wasn't even sure sometimes, like you said, what, what, what am I, what, what am I supposed to be feeling here? I'm, I'm a little confused. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I think it's because there's a crazy amount of stuff like you could take away from this film, uh, uh, largely based on kind of where you come from and your worldview and that kind of stuff. But there, I mean, there's all kinds of topics from economics and governance, religion and race and all kinds of sexism. Like, um, I mean, there, there are undertones if you want to read into them uh, of all kinds of like neocolonialism, imperialism, capitalistic excess, like technocratic abuse, military thuggery, <laughs> property rights, violation, sure. environmentalism, uh, you know, there's, there's pantheism, animism, um, like all kinds of stuff of spirituality. Like, yeah. um, even though, even some people have argued that like this white Messiah complex in which this white guy, you know, uh, he, he's actually able to put himself into the body of, of this, um, you know, this native mm-hmm. where he gets to maintain all of his white privilege. And he's the only one that can like save them from the doom that they're about to face. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's all kinds of topics you can, you can really dive into in this movie. Um, really, really emotionally intense and like, you know, a lot of controversial issues. True. And I actually, to what you're saying, I'm reading, it's a business insider article. A guy named Merle Gottlieb wrote it in 2016. And he talks about some of these, the issues you brought up and his criticism was they're just so surface level and, and kind of um, cliche that it doesn't do them justice. Right. Um, it kind of, he, he says it feels insulting to the viewer. He talks about a disconnect every time the movie switches from live action storytelling to CGI. Um, um, interesting. He also makes a good, this is like basically the reverse of Tarzan, where instead of an uncivilized man meets the civilized, now the civilized man meets the uncivilized. And he talks about how it's kind of, interwoven. I thought that was an interesting thing. He also talks about, they describe things like the network of energy that flows through all living things. And he said, isn't that the force in Star Wars? Mm -hmm. And then he talks about how Neo in the Matrix, um, there are very plot, very consistent plot similarities between a, some big movies of the past that come up here. Yeah, that's and, that's kind of that that pantheism stuff. Like yeah. God is everything, and everything is God. The like it, like the plants and stuff in this connected network, and um, you can see those undertones in Star Wars, but also in like The Lion King. Even there's some some of that, like yeah. um, you know, Mufasa Cir- circle of life. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, that, that was actually yeah. what I was going to say earlier when you were saying this is kind of feels like it's out of the realm of Disney. I was like, well, one thing I think that does bring it kind of back in are some of those undertones of, of like the spirituality, the pantheism, the animism. They're, those are some kind of trending, I think, 
um, things in Disney movies. So, yeah. but then even like you know, Sully brings balance to the Force. If you want to quote air quotes, um, you know, at the end, he's the one in between that was gonna. There's those sorts of things that you know we've kind of we've kind of seen that before, but um, consistent if if nothing else, and um, and it was. All, all interesting and it's all really interesting to talk about um there he made a in what's interesting reading him having watched it in 2016 comparing scenes to other cultural um movies or tv shows he he compares one of the scenes to um a, a famous scene in game of thrones um which of course game of thrones comes after avatar but um it's i think it's a plus and a minus that it's not doing anything really original other than there's a new way we've seen a movie. It's a new visual. Mm-hmm. The story's the same. At the same time, I, I agree with Ramin's point that maybe that's what makes it um, connect on some level that it's not so unfamiliar yeah. that we you know, these are stories that, that are told over and over again. It's just another way to do it. Yeah, I mean, I saw, uh, one guy he said these are common, like, said these are common fundamental uh our foundational myths, basically, that these stories are propped up in literature and historical writings, like and from the Turks, the Mongols, Mayans. Yeah. Like, th- these are not, it's not necessarily a new story sure. at all. And sometimes, I guess the point was that we made earlier is that there's value in that, um, that these these stories be ta- passed down in uh, with tradition. And, and then having, you know, the context and, and having, um, you know, people to talk through with these things as it relates to topics of the day. There's, I think there's value in that too. On a more surface level, too, there is there not anything fun about like pterodactyls like battling helicopters like on That's a very cool. kid <laughs> yeah. level like you know like uh, yeah you know like, and there were there were things I really enjoyed like the technology start stuff of it the geeky stuff I thought that was really create I wish that would have been there had been more there like you get this sort of overview of that I thought that was really interesting I thought at the end like those fights with the pterodactyl. Uh, or whatever those things, they're not t- pterodactyl-like yeah, yeah. creatures. Um, and the fight with that, the battle scenes were incredible, I do think. And then there's that pair that, that um, when the tree falls, it had some very strong connotations to 9-11 when the towers fell. Mm-hmm. And I think that was intentional also. You see people running for their lives and their homes destroyed. That kind of stuff was a very, and actually that was a very emotional moment. Yeah. You know, because you see like, b- uh, you see it all escalate so quickly yeah. and see just well, how- even Jake Sully getting his legs back, yeah. like, you know, like through the, his avatar mm-hmm. and then like getting to be there with him as yeah. he's like able to run again. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. yeah, that immediate story. I agree. That was, yeah. those are some cool, cool moments. And I, I say that I've been the most negative person on this during this conversation, but the second time, the most recent time I watched it, I, I see the value in the movie. Right. It would never make my top 10 list. Right. I don't know why it's a ride at Disney world. Although if it's good, I'm glad it is, right? right. Um, I don't understand sequels other than the business side of it, <laughs> but it's not a it's not a terrible movie. No. It's not it's worth a watch. I think it's got a great message about human agency. That the, the fact that we all have the opportunity to choose for ourselves who we're, and what we're going to be in a situation, right? Like I think it, like yeah. Jake Sully, ha, like he, you know, I think he he offers a great message in that regard. Um, I think that when uh, when it, when the world of Harry Potter was so successful at Universal, they had to find another movie immersive property yeah. besides Star Wars to go for. And, and it this does was seem the to first fit. one, I guess, but it, it, Dude, it's all Animal Kingdom cafes. That's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is kind of like think, a I do think supersized version. If they did a new movie and they, they made, they, they need to keep it about wanting 
draw us into that environment and why we want to be there and what's so good about it. I have a feeling that if James Cameron is directing, we're not going to get that. I don't think he has a track record of those sorts of things. From Alien, what are his best... I mean, Alien was an incredible movie, right? In the whole series. But it doesn't leave you... That's not Disney. That doesn't leave you warm, right? Um, Titanic... I guess there's the love. That's probably the closest to like, because people rewatch it. It's, it's objectively right. a, a, a movie that while it may not have connected to me on that level, you understand like the, the, from the soundtrack to the, the Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet performance and the, the backdrop of the Titanic and just uh, hits all the buttons, a Downton Abbey might, you know what I'm saying? Right. And this historical thing and this love story, it was, I, even though I'm not, by no means a, a Titanic like proponent or fan. I get it, right. right? I get what it did. You know, we had never s- to see that happen. Um, it, so Cameron, maybe that's the closest thing. So I guess he has it in him. What else has he directed? I mean, I should know this. I feel like an idiot right now. The, inter- the interesting um, thing about the rides at Animal Kingdom is that you've got an attraction that's based on, you know, Flight of Passage where you ride a Banshee for the first time. Yeah. And then the other is uh, where you go through the, a dark ride, boat ride, of just the Navi land and you see it's a, it's, a, it's called um, Navi river journey. You 10 minute ride through a peaceful, beautiful Navi forest. And so you, what you get is what they really wanted you to experience from the movie Yeah, is this exhilaration of what life is there and the beauty of it. But that's not really what the movie's about. Right. No, I can see. That's I'd what love the lands it. about, but yeah. it's not what the be immersed in some of those yeah. scenes would be really cool. And I was just blanked out on James Cameron. Obviously, he did the Terminator, right. um, Aliens, Terminator Two, The Abyss, Titanic, and Avatar. That's what he's most known for. Um, again, The Abyss. You know, we're in an underwater world. You know, kind of uh, the Terminator. It's a future dystopian. He's not known for warm fuzzy at all, right? You know, so it'll be interesting to see how if this are they Disney sequels? Are they going to be made in the? Di- I think they're. I thought was my understanding was that it was part of a Disney's canon. Interesting. So that's been great. Interesting discussion. We would love to know what you guys think about Avatar. We'd love to know if you how how um, whether you agree with us or disagree with us about um, the the impact of Avatar on culture and your life. If you're excited about the sequels or if you're not, we'd love to hear from you. You can get a hold of us through our website at whyilovedisney.com or on Twitter at whyilovedisney1. We do thank you for your time. We hope that you've enjoyed it. And we ask that if you like what you're hearing and you've enjoyed the podcast, if you leave us a review and a five-star rating on Apple or whatever um, platform you listen to, that would be fantastic. We would be greatly appreciative. So until next time, guys, it's always fun. And, um, We'll have to think of another movie to talk about and hopefully it'll be more Disney news also. Um, But until then, see you next time. Take care.